Dark Travels, a podcast. So we're doing haunted graveyards. Very exciting. Yeah. This will be done all from memory. We'll be talking about haunted graveyards, some of our favorite from around the world. So for me, I don't know where I heard this. It could have just been just from like a random guy in the street. But with regards to graveyards or cemeteries being haunted, I've heard that they really shouldn't be haunted because it's supposedly it's the place where everyone should be at rest and should be calm and peaceful. Whereas ghosts and stuff, they supposedly have unfinished business, so they shouldn't be haunting a graveyard. But I only heard that from one guy and I can't even remember who he was. Or a woman, I don't remember. It does make sense, though, that they wouldn't be haunted because the whole point of having a burial is supposed to be that you lay someone to rest. I mean, there's a lot of stories and myths and just general burial practices around the world where the idea is that if you don't bury someone, they aren't at rest. And people even have like unburied people to you know, force them to have like a a restless afterlife. And sometimes later they'll, you know, like the the bones get found just lying in a ditch and they bury them to give them peace. So it is kind of weird that graveyards are haunted. Yeah. Also, though, with graveyards, like the one that I'm going to be talking about later, Greyfriars Kirk in Edinburgh. Mm. It's just a huge hill because there are so many people buried underneath, but there's not so many, like there's way more people than there are cemetery, like tombstones and stuff. So it's just like a pile of people. So I guess that could be another thing or another reason that people would say a place is haunted is because these people don't have like a marked grave. They're just buried under the soil in like a big pile with other people. Yeah, that makes sense because it's not part of or they're not technically part of the cemetery like they're kind of buried there but they're not officially buried there yeah like nobody would know if they had living family members nobody would know where to go to remember them or to grieve or to place flowers or however you grieve a past family member because you wouldn't know where in the cemetery they were but I mean in regards to Greyfriars it's a super old cemetery so it would be your great, 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 great grandparent or something. Yeah, because it's not still in use, is it? Mm-mm. So I guess they're a little less concerned. But it is also in a lot of places, they've had so much history, violent history, that sometimes it's impossible to know all the people. And in a lot of places, if you go back far enough, a lot of times they didn't really care at all about the poor. So a lot of them were just thrown in random unmarked graves. Yeah, um, in Boston, in one of the graveyards that I went there, they found a huge mass grave of just people who were too poor to have an actual burial and or too sick or just had no family. They were all just buried in a mass grave in Boston. So that happens obviously all over the world. Yeah, we went to one in London, the uh, the the cross yard. No, what is it? Crossbones, that's it. The Crossbones graveyard in London was for the poor. They think it was originally just for prostitutes, but certainly later on it was for just and just the general poor that lived in that area of London and they just threw them into mass graves and they recovered this or they found the space later and were excavating it and realized that it was just a mass grave. And now it's a memorial graveyard, but for a long time it was not. 
I assume there's graveyards like that all over the world, especially in Europe, mm-hmm. where so many people just died during the plague and cholera and other general illnesses that swept across Europe, and they just didn't have the space or the means to bury a lot of people, and a lot of them, if they did come from poor areas and families, wouldn't have been giving, given proper burials. Yeah. If everybody was buried, there would be no space left. So I think that especially during times of the plague when a lot of people died at the same time, that's why they kind of had to have mass graves because they just didn't have the space. They didn't have the time to bury everybody. And if somebody couldn't afford to have a gravestone or an actual burial, where would they go? And then in places like New Orleans where they would have oven crypts, oven crypts, um, one family member would stay in the crypt for a year And because it's so hot there, their body would basically be cremated over over a year. And then the next person could go in. They just, they shovel the ashes of the person back into the back of the crypt. And they fall to the ground, which they then become one with the earth again, I guess. And then the next person can spend a year in the crypt before they become dust. That's kind of interesting. It's, It's a good way of doing it. In Croatia, our friend said that more often than not, because in Croatia, you have to buy a plot to be buried in. It used to be that they buried bodies. Uh, so you get like family crypts, basically, like a big grave stone for like a whole family. And they're all buried within that space. And it used to be bodies, but now more often than not, they cremate people. So then they put the urns into the crypt as needed. And that has you know, created a lot more space. And presumably the bodies that were buried beneath before, like over time, the bodies at the bottom would have decomposed. So they're not technically there anymore. So that moves down space. I mean, presumably the urns will eventually fill up all the space. So I don't know how I'm surprised that they that use works, urns. but yeah. You'd think that they sort of pile the ashes in or like push back the other family members' ashes. But I guess they'll deal with that when if it ever fills up with urns. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do, and I just wasn't fully listening to him when he was telling me. (laughs) I do that sometimes. But I'm pretty sure that's what he said, that they put the urns in, and over time, like, it, you know, they put a different layer above, like, you know, there's a couple different layers within the crypt, and it used to be bodies, now it's predominantly urns. But over time, yeah, you would think that, like, urns don't really decompose, do they? Not that I know of. Am I being crazy? I don't think they do, do, because they're stone normally. Yeah. So over time, they wouldn't. I don't know if maybe if you, if it's far enough in the past that they just pour the ashes out and then make way for newer generations. Okay, cool. Right. So the main haunted cemetery that I was going to talk about so that I don't just talk about the one in Prague, again, forever that we love, is um, Highgate Cemetery in London, which is supposedly haunted. Uh, It was originally actually thought to be haunted by a vampire. People kind of, I think they weren't sure what he was at first, and then they decided it was a vampire because people kept reporting that they saw a spirit loose in the cemetery. And one person apparently they saw a spirit loose in the cemetery that was like kind of floating around which to me still seems like a ghost so I don't totally know how they came at the conclusion of vampire but they saw a male figure floating around 
Uh, one person said that he had floated over his car, which to me says he wasn't in the cemetery because you don't normally drive in a cemetery, but that's fine. And then people came in with, you know, crosses and garlic and started to hunt him. But he apparently doesn't exist anymore. So the main ghost that they have in the Highgate Cemetery, because apparently crucifixes and garlic do work on vampires, is an old woman with gray hair. So kind of like a gray lady, but kind of not because she's not dressed in gray. She's just has gray hair. And she apparently runs around and screams at people, but mostly just wails because of her lost children, who she apparently murdered in a fit of rage. So she she walks around, and I don't think she actually interacts with people. So I think people kind of see her screaming, and she might kind of run at them as if she's screaming, but not really at them, just kind of in a, just a state of hysteria because she's mourning these children that she murdered, but she doesn't really interact with visitors to the graveyard. She's never been reported to have hurt anyone or, well, I mean, I guess that would be a poltergeist, but she doesn't run through them. Uh, she doesn't interact with them. She doesn't engage with them. She just is very sad. But also, if people have approached her, apparently she has vanished. So there is a, a name for that kind of ghost, although she doesn't sound totally like this sort of ghost and it's just called residual energy where apparently the ghosts will just sort of keep on mm. reliving their death which doesn't sound like her because she's mourning her children and she screams and she kind of runs at people but she doesn't really know that they're there so it is very sad that she is continuously reliving her trauma even if she is the reason for her trauma yeah i find it interesting the ones who and it's always women by the way who have like murdered their children and then haunt places because they're sad about having murdered their children you would think that obviously mental issues and mental health issues weren't really a thing back then because they didn't really realize yeah um it could have been like that sort of issue and they didn't actually intend to harm their children but i don't know who knows i mean for a lot of them honestly again not all because some people just have issues but for a lot of them it was probably like postpartum depression which mm. today we know is a genuine problem and can cause people to feel ho homicidal even if they really really love their children not all people but I mean it's a real problem and it doesn't mean they're ever actually going to do something but if you can't get any help and you can't talk about it which you wouldn't have been able to back then because you would have just been labeled as hysteric then you can see why people resorted to that because they just didn't understand what they were going through exactly that could have 100 percent been the issue yeah and it is probably why it's always women plus women would probably even if they hated their children and wanted to kill them would still probably be more likely to be mournful over the fact that they had actually done it whereas i think if a man was in was the kind of person right. who would murder his children i think he'd just be like whatever i've done it i've moved on because there is still even if you don't like them there's that like biological connection that women have that men don't and that doesn't mean men don't love their children it just means that it's a lot harder for it's it's not so black and white for women so I can see why it is always female ghosts that do it. But it is quite sad because there are a fair amount of female ghosts that are just stuck here because they, they murdered their children and now they will forever mourn their lives. You may have heard a cat in the yeah. background. That's okay. We can have a, a cat guest on our podcast. You might hear him purring because he's like the loudest cat. No problem. Back to the podcast. For my haunted graveyard... 
It's the Greyfriars Kirkyard in Edinburgh, Scotland. And it's a super old graveyard. There are hundreds of thousands of people. I should really find the real number, but there are a lot of people buried there. If you go into the graveyard, it's just a hill. And it's not this dirt underneath. It's just a whole bunch of bodies. So wherever you walk, you're walking over someone's grave. Uh, so just remember that when you're in the graveyard. Yeah, a lot of graveyards are, are kind of done that way, where there's like specific walkways and places to be, but then underneath are more bodies. Yeah, it's just the way it is. You just have to be okay with that if you want to go into the graveyard. And it's it's not disrespectful. Well, I don't think it's disrespectful, but it's just, re- just remember when you're walking through it that you're walking over hundreds and thousands of people who once lived in the area. Yeah. My haunted graveyard story is about a man named George Mackenzie. So in Greyfriars Kirkyard in Edinburgh, Scotland, there is a black mausoleum that was broken into in the 90s. Uh, according to just people in Edinburgh, there was a homeless man who was looking for cover from the rain because it's Edinburgh, it's Scotland. It rains all the time. So this man, he decided to break into one of the mausoleums in the Edinburgh Cemetery. And he decided to break into the Black Mausoleum, which disrupted several graves down there. One of which is the Mackenzie grave. So the grave belonged to a George Mackenzie. And he was a lawyer in Edinburgh during the witch trials and he was extremely brutal towards a group of Scottish Presbyterians or Covenanters, as they were called there. And so apparently this homeless man disrupted his grave so much, and I guess that caused him to come back. I have no idea how this sort of thing works, but he has come back as a poltergeist. And a poltergeist is a type of ghost where they say it's not even really a ghost. I'll go into that after the story about George Mackenzie. But a poltergeist is um, a spirit who can cause harm, open cupboards, and, you know, move things around in the physical world. Yeah, it can physically interact with us. Exactly. So you have to be careful about poltergeist. So yes, so if you go into Greyfriars Kirkyard, if you linger around the Black Mausoleum, which is on the left side of the Greyfriars Kirkyard, so if you're entering from the one entrance... Just go to the left, you'll see his black mausoleum there. A lot of people have been scratched or they've been pushed or they just feel physically sick from supposedly the poltergeist of George Mackenzie because I guess he's quite brutal and even in death, he still harms people. Interesting. So if you take a ghost tour through Greyfriars, you might get scratched, but I've never been scratched from supposed poltergeist i always find it interesting how they decide who a ghost is like in some instances i feel it's kind of obvious one person died horrifically in that spot and it's probably them but sometimes they just kind of seem to assign random identities to ghosts and run with it Mm -hmm. if it's just someone famous or somebody well known they'll be like oh that's the person that's haunting this place yeah exactly and then kind of live off that yeah. That connection. It's like they just want to like bring in tourists because they're like, hey, this place is haunted by this person and this person and this person and they're all really famous and you know who they are. So you'll come visit. Yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know how famous George Mackenzie is. I think it's just because it was his his mausoleum that the uh, homeless man broke into. But yeah, and that one kind of makes sense. But it is kind of interesting sometimes because even in places, they'll say that it's haunted by someone famous and then also someone who occasionally visited that place or went there once in their life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, 
Like how many places is Marilyn Monroe haunting? Exactly. <laughs> it's like they can't, she can't be haunting all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Some of them it's based on how they look, but some of them, like all the gray ladies, those are just people. How did they determine which gray lady it was? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so what I've heard about poltergeists are that it's not even like a spirit, which for the Mackenzie poltergeist doesn't make any sense. But say if you are living in a house and su- suddenly you're, experience- you're experiencing like poltergeist-like activity, I've heard that it's either just your mental state. So if you are really negative, you're going through horrible things, like say you're going through a divorce or something, and then all of a sudden these spiritual activities kind of are happening, I've heard that it's just your negative energy that is causing this. Or alternatively, if you're just living near like huge electricity lines, that could also cause interference with electricity, and that could be a poltergeist. Okay. I've also heard that poltergeists start out as like animals and not people. So, Which really doesn't make sense for the, the Scotland exactly. one. Because a lot of times they say that it's just like a dog barking and then that's like the poltergeist so they say that poltergeists aren't even ghosts and by they i mean i have no idea who i'm referencing i've just heard it somewhere but yeah so who knows we're so technical and scientific and exact (laughs) well it is ghosts so yeah should we talk about the vampire i know it's not a ghost but we have vampire stories from prague and from glasgow Um, with regards to cemeteries, if you wanted to talk about that. Cool. So kind of started off by talking about vampires, even though uh, behind the scenes, which you'll never hear, we explicitly said we weren't going to do it, and then I did it anyway, so good for me. But in theory, when when we say hauntings, we're talking about ghosts, but we will now talk more about some specific vampires that haunt some graveyards. Uh, One in particular, who you might remember from our first episode, is... Bloody Knee, who haunts the Prague Cemetery, and we won't go into too much detail because we already talked about him in the first episode, and if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. But essentially, he is a shy vampire who is too afraid to attack people, so he, I don't know if he sets traps, but he waits for people to trip, whether it's just on a loose branch or a trap that he set. I don't know if he does that. I, I've heard it's just branches, but I, I hope he's more cunning than that. Otherwise, he's dead. Uh, but basically, he waits for people to trip, and then he runs up and licks their knee, and that's how he gets blood, and that's why his name is Bloody Knee, but he won't actually attack people. So that's that's my favorite vampire. He's really sad and pathetic, but I still like him. And he lives at the Olshaney Cemetery in Prague. I love Bloody Knee. Yeah, he's the best. Definitely go listen to our first, yeah, definitely go listen to our first podcast. Yeah, we went a little bit more in depth. We talk all about him. Yeah, because we he's he's both of our favorite vampires, even though Crystal's been to actual Bran Castle and, and you know, Dracula and all that, but Bloody Knee is the best. He is. Because he's, he's just so sad and pathetic. <laughs> he's so much better than Dracula. He even has, you know, a cool nickname to reflect how pathetic he is. <laughs> Although it does sound kind of gross, but if you know the story, you'll you'll understand. Um, Exactly. Before you talk about the Cemetery of Fools, Mm -hmm. I want to tell you about the vampire in Glasgow Cemetery. So in Glasgow Necropolis, 
There is rumors of, I think it's a white lady ghost, so she's dressed in all white, um, that she lingers around uh, the cemetery. And then there's also rumors that some of the figures on the tombstones or on the mausoleums, they will turn their heads and watch you as you walk by. That's creepy. But it is. But the coolest thing about the Glasgow Necropolis is the vampire. So the vampire is uh, called the Gorbals vampire or Gorbals. And in the 1950s, I guess two schoolboys were murdered. I don't know what happened. It's very sad. But the other kids in Glasgow decided that it was because of this vampire in the Glasgow necropolis. The vampire is seven foot tall, so he sounds terrifying. He has a mouth full of razor sharp metal teeth. And so all of the young boys decided to kind of have like a mob. They kind of had like a mob mentality where they all had like pitchforks. Well, no, they didn't have pitchforks. This is not <laughs> not that time. <laughs> but they had like, they had torches, like um, wood with fire. And they had like slingshots because they were young boys. And they would like patrol around the Glasgow necropolis because they didn't want this vampire to get any of their friends. Oh, just the thought of like a seven foot tall vampire with razor sharp metal teeth is terrifying. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. But then obviously. That that is not what I would want chasing me. No. And like they had guts to go stand outside the and like parade around the the graveyard. Like what would they do? Yeah, I'll take bloody neat any day. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that was it. The, The city eventually, they basically sent all of the boys away because- He didn't want them hanging out outside of a graveyard at night with like torches that are on fire and, you know, it just wasn't very safe. So, but that was it. That's kind of understandable. Yeah. There was no other, that was it. It just ended in the fifties where it started, but still just the thought of that is is quite frightening. Yeah. That's terrifying. I mean, I might have nightmares about a seven foot creature with metal teeth chasing after me. Yeah. So we talked about a couple of different cemeteries that were haunted by spirits and vampires and poltergeists. Uh, and we said at the beginning how most, in most cases, cemeteries shouldn't be haunted. So it is kind of interesting that some are. And I guess you could argue that the one in Scotland, for example, is because his grave was interrupted. Disrupted. Like someone came, yeah, someone came in and yeah, opened it, kind of, you know, didn't necessarily like steal anything, but broke into it, which might have let his spirit out, which would, you know, disrupt his restful afterlife. So you can kind of see that one. But a good example of where sometimes the souls might be more likely to, to haunt the place A good example of that that I can think of is in Prague. There's a cemetery which has the best name ever. It's called the Bonicki Cemetery of Fools. And it's, of course, on the site of a former insane asylum. It's actually the cemetery from the insane asylum, which is still next to it. But I I think it's just a hospital now. Or it's shut down. I actually don't know. But the graveyard's still there. It's technically closed to the public, but you can easily get in. And so in that case, you can kind of see, in this case, one of the reasons that the spirits might still be about haunting people is because even though they've been buried, many of them didn't necessarily have a good life. Some of them were kind of tortured in the asylum until they died just because of general practices and psychiatric wards a couple hundred years ago. 
100 years ago, 50 years ago for that matter. Not great. Lobotomies, not a good idea. No. And so even though they were buried, quite often sometimes they didn't necessarily have even great burials. Like they were still kind of just put into graves, sometimes unmarked graves, because people didn't necessarily want people to know how many people were dying at the hospital. I'm not necessarily saying there were like mass deaths, but you know, I don't think a lot of people know too much about the spirits that live in the cemetery. There's a lot of different stories and legends around who's there. A lot of them weren't necessarily patients. They just kind of ended up being buried there. But certainly some psychiatric wards did have a history of people dying just because, you know, when you fry someone's brain, sometimes they die because you put too much electricity in it. And a lot of them did have cemeteries attached to them for that reason. So not only did they not have a peaceful life, but in death, then sometimes they were just put into unmarked graves as an afterthought. Um, most of the graves in Bonicky are remain unmarked, and people don't necessarily know who was buried there, which is why there are so many stories about random people being buried there. Sometimes I don't think they knew exactly who was locked up in the psychiatric ward either. So there's also then you know rumors and and myths around who was locked up and who then ultimately wound up in the graveyard like there's the belief that there was a guy who uh like a serial killer who cut a little girl up into pieces and one of the suspects in the case was locked up in the psychiatric ward and he now haunts it and i don't necessarily know if that's true that he was but so there's like, you know, different things like that. There's also people believe that because no one actually knows where the grave of Gavrilo Princip is. And he was the guy that started World War One. No one actually knows where he was buried because the when he died, he, he was actually held at Terezin, which is just outside of Prague. It was a concentration camp. But before it was a concentration camp, it was a prison. And he was one of the people held there. But when he died, they didn't want his grave to become a place that people went to pay honor to him because some people respected what he did. And so they buried him in an unmarked grave, but they also wanted to bury him. Don't necessarily know why, but he. some people believe that he was actually buried in this cemetery because they don't know, so why not? But that's another example of someone who, if he's in an unmarked grave, he might not have had he might not be having a particularly peaceful afterlife, so why not continue to haunt us? Exactly. You never you never know why somebody might be haunting a cemetery. It could be because of not being buried properly, not being buried, or being disrupted. So, yeah. Also, I feel like if I was a vengeful ghost, maybe I would try to get into the cemetery just to haunt people there because no one came to visit me and I was upset about it. Mm. Yeah, that's actually a good theory as well. So it might not even be people buried in the cemetery. I mean, it might just be people that managed to, or spirits that managed to break into the cemetery somehow, or just haunt right outside the, the outside of it, and then it just kind of becomes a part of the cemetery, like, in story. Yeah. So I think whether or not you believe in ghosts or poltergeist or a cemetery being haunted, a lot of the cemeteries that we've talked about are very old so they should be respected. So when you're walking through the cemetery, whether or not you believe that you might be haunted or might be terrorized by a poltergeist, you should still offer 
respect and, you know, don't desecrate any of the graves or anything. Just walk through there, respect the people that were buried there because they're someone's family at one point. And whether or not they are supposedly haunting the place, you should still show respect and be kind when you're walking through these historic cemeteries. Exactly. And even if they weren't very nice people in life and they didn't really have a family that cared about them, probably definitely don't desecrate the grave because one, it's disrespectful and two, they might come back to haunt you personally. 